this may be a little too much information for you, but 18 plus years ago, uh, when Susanna and I were going to get married, right before I was supposed to step out with all my groomsmen, I had to go to the bathroom. So, so they had to wait for me for a while and, until the, the wedding coordinator knocked on the door and I said, I'll be there, I'll be there, just wait, just give me a little second. And uh, all the while, people were wondering where, where, uh, where I was and then uh, up at the altar, Susanna was like, where were you? I'm in the bathroom, I mean, you know, one of those things. Embarrassing, isn't it? You're just so. Mr. Romanian, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those stories I'll tell at our 50th wedding anniversary. If you get there. If I get there. I probably won't. The delay of the bridegroom. The story uh, of the, this parable is, is just not set uh, in isolation. The story of this parable is part of a long discussion Jesus is having. He's talking not with the crowds, but he's talking privately with his disciples. And it's just not years away or months away from Jerusalem. It is days away from walking into Jerusalem onto the cross. It's two days from Passover. And Jesus will sit with his disciples and they will ask him a question. What is the sign for the end? What is the sign of the day of the Lord to come? What will be given? And Jesus will, will tell them all these things, but He will tell them the story or the, or the signs uh, in parables. And so the story of the ten bride, uh, bridesmaids is not an isolation parable. It's a parable that gives great warning. The parables right before it give great warning of a, a faithful servant or an unfaithful servant. A servant who, who, uh, who is a steward of his master's land. And the master says, I will go away, but when I come back, I will see how faithful you are. And the faithful steward, the faithful servant is the one who will constantly and faithfully take care of those who are under him and watch over them. But the unfaithful one says, he's going to be gone for a while. And he enslaves the other servants. He tortures them. He makes them uh, into his own slaves until the master comes back and reconciles and makes justice happen. The story of the ten bridesmaids uh, are that there are ten of them and five are foolish five are wise. Everything that the five wise bridesmaids do, the five foolish bridesmaids do also. They come with their lamps. They await the groom to come. And they realize that there's a delay. And so they stop. And all ten of them will become drowsy, and all ten of them will fall asleep until they hear a shout. And then the readiness of the five wise bridesmaids changes everything. And the 
five foolish bridesmaids are the ones who do not and have not brought their extra oil. These whole parables that come, the unfaithful servant, the, the bridesmaids, and, and the, the, the parables right after this talk about being ready. Talk about what it means to, to live in an unexpected time. Right? Just like we were living in this time. Just like the sage and prophet of 510 Belknap said last week, some will be happy and some will not. Jesus will tell them there will be two, two on the rooftop. One will be taken. One will be left. There will be two at the, at the grindstone. One will be taken. One will not. He is giving them a warning that you are to live uh, in a world that's unexpected, but you are to live in constant readiness. I gotta tell you, sometimes in my life, I don't live like that. I live hoping that, uh, that I'll hear a final bell, like the final lap, where someone said, last call, last call for alcohol, right? This is it. You got one more chance, get ready. But Jesus didn't say that. He didn't, he didn't answer their question fully. What's the sign? What's the last bell gonna look like? He will say, you are to live expecting the groom to come. You are to live expecting the groom to come. It's, it's not living in a constant red alert status or, uh, or cold blue or uh, whatever they use for all these emergencies. It, it, is, it is a constant readiness in our life, a foundation that is already there. The ten bridesmaids, the five of them, the five foolish ones, as they tarry and finally come to the banquet, the door will be shut. And the groom will say, I do not know you. It's a radical statement in a society where hospitality is everything. Everything. Jesus will say, you are to keep vigilant stay awake and be ready for my coming. There's a story in, in chapter 7 that we, we, uh, we preached about a few weeks ago about a beautiful wedding banquet where, where the master calls people from the streets and from all every corners to come. He gives them a wedding clothes, except for one. And one of them comes on his own and decides he will wear what he wants to wear. It's a story of that our Lord really is ourself and not Jesus. The story that he tells in these parables, these warning parables, are who is your Lord? Who, who really is your Lord? Is it me? Or is it someone else? Or is it everything else in your life? And you just decide to pick and choose who you want to be Lord in your life. The five foolish bridesmaids, I believe, are ones who decide we can come and follow the bride, the bridegroom, but we will come on our own terms. We will come on our own terms. Sound familiar? 
Well, that's a story of my life sometimes. But I'm going to tell you, there's a foundation there as he talks to his disciples privately. There's a foundation of that Jesus really is the Lord. He is really God the Savior. Even when we knowingly do stuff or unknowingly do things. The foundation that He is our Lord, our Savior, even in unexpected times. I heard of this story just the other day, just this Friday as I was sitting with Brian uh, and Terry Keeler and uh, Helen Schnauzer and Martha Curry. We talked about Navajo land, but uh, we talked about also how, how God kind of came and nudged them in their lives to where they were going. Brian was a rector in Fort Myers, Florida, uh, and uh, he had a missionary from Honduras come, and, and he, knew, he knew what the question was going to be. They were going to have dinner, and, and he knew that he, the missionary was going to ask for money. So Brian had a checkbook ready for the church, and he thought, let's get this dinner over. Let me just write a check. So what do you want? He asked the missionary. And the missionary said, I am going to ask you for money. But I don't just want your money. I want you to come down to Honduras. Come down to Honduras and see what we're doing. See the people. Brian in his head thought, yeah, whatever. But his mouth and his heart said, okay. I'll go. And for 25 years, Brian and Terry, for over 40 times or more, they have spent their life in Honduras looking and watching over these women who, who, are, who, are, uh, who God is, is telling them that they are more than worthy, that they are His daughters, that they are His beloved. And Brian and Terry are part of that, whether it's in Honduras or Kurdistan. And then in that same story, I heard Helen Schnauzer say that, uh, that one day, one year, they were going to uh, Uganda. And Bishop Fultz couldn't go. And she said, well, if you're not going, I'm going to ask somebody else. And she, she said, gee, you wait here. I'm, I'm, I've got to take off and go find my friend. And she knocked on the door of a newly widowed person. And it was Martha Curry. She knocked on her door while Martha and her mother were preparing the burial for her late husband. And Helen Schnelzer said, hey, would you like to go to Uganda with me? <laughs> and Martha Curry's mom said, you bet she's going to go. <laughs> the unexpected, the, the shout that comes out, the, the bridegroom is coming. Helen, Martha, the Keelers heard that. They heard God's shout. They would walk with the bridegroom. Unexpected. They were living in that life that Jesus is my foundation. Whenever he calls, whenever he shouts, even unexpectedly, 
I will walk with him for Amen. Amen. Amen.